Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson. I'm the director of Student Ministry Matters, and we're thrilled that you've chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the power of doing ministry together. There is so much value in us working together as teams as we seek to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Too often we try to do it alone, thinking that we can just we can make it. We're we've got all of the skills and talents and if we just try hard enough, we can do it by ourselves. But that doesn't work. We need to work as a team. Speaking of teams, I want to thank our podcast partners, Central Baptist College of Conway, for helping us to provide this podcast for you. Central Baptist College is a fantastic place for you to send your students. If you're looking for a Christian college, a place where they can learn about their faith as they grow in knowledge in whatever field they're wanting to approach, Central Baptist College may be the place for them. You can find out more information at cbc.edu. And perhaps you're even trying to finish up a degree for yourself. That's something that we often put on hold. But CBC can help you with their PACE program. So either way, check them out at cbc.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, let me encourage you to like and share, review, do all of those things to let others know about our podcast. It's continued to grow. We are reaching more numbers and more people, and it's simply all about connecting with student ministry workers. And with that in mind, let me remind you that the Student Ministry Workers Retreat, the 2021 edition, is coming up. It's going to be on September 11th. You can find out more information and register either through our Facebook page or through our website, studentministrymatters.com. We would love to have you there. It's just a one-day event. We have Jeff Borton, who is the author of a book entitled Your First 100 Days in Student Ministry and the 40 Years That Follow. Um, And so it's going to be a great day with great event. We're going to have breakout speakers. Man, if you're listening to this before that retreat happens, be sure and to check it out. We would love to have you be a part of that day because, again, it's all about connecting with other student ministry workers. There is great power in connection. There's great power in working together with others who want to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. You know, I've often wondered why so many of us just simply try to do ministry alone. The examples of Scripture usually show partners or a team approach to reaching out to neighborhoods and to the nations. It's not about doing things by ourselves. But what do we do? We try it. And churches They actually kind of fall into that same trap, that same concept, that same idea of, you know what, we'll just hire the right person and he'll be able to make our student ministry work. 
that's not how it operates. That's not how it works. We need to be thinking about teams of working together with others. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dan, I haven't heard any of the other guys talk today. And it is that concept that I wanted to share with you. I wanted to to share with you this idea of the need for teams against having no other voices speak into this today. You see, when you just have one voice, there's something that's lost in that. Now, I may be able to, to share some good things with you today, and hopefully you'll get it. But part of this and part of this podcast is all about that, um, that conflict. There is no other voice. So guess what? There is no other voice to hear, no other opinion to be heard. It all comes from one person. And I have a lot of good things to share, but you know what? I'm just one person. God calls us to do ministry together. However, we somehow think it's more daring or maybe even more spiritual to power through and to strike out on our own. I've seen lead pastors do it. I've seen those that work with students do it as well. And for some reason, we think it's weakness to stop and to ask for help and for ideas. I realized a long time ago that the world is full of people way smarter than I am. I want to connect with them and see what they have learned and experienced and how they can help me with my current ministry situation. You know, that's what Student Ministry Matters is all about. Whether it is our podcast, our retreat, our youth pastor hangouts, or our social media presence, we want to see those that work with students get connected with one another. Why am I so passionate about that? Here are just a few reasons. Number one, one student ministry worker can't know everything. Our students face an increasingly changing world. We need connection with others to draw on their experience and their expertise. You see, I was in band. I loved band. I was the big geek. I played baritone for years. I was the drum major. But you might not have been a band. You may have played football. I didn't play football. I didn't run in those circles. And that's just scraping, you know, the tip of the iceberg. Think about the things that you may have encountered in an urban area as opposed to a more rural setting. There are all sorts of different things that we have experienced in our own lives. And when God pulls us together as a church, he's pulling together all those different personalities and experiences. And so you need other people on your team to help as you minister to those students that are in your student ministry. The second thing that I think we need to look at is this. No one but a fellow student ministry worker can really understand some of the emotional highs and lows that we experience. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be paid to, to feel that, to be a student ministry worker. Your volunteers are a part of your team. They see these things. They love on students. They care about them. You know, you see a, a teenager accept Christ right after you taught, after you were out of a small group. Man, that's a huge high. That's a big high. We love that. That's what we want to see. But then you watch a teenage girl come in and share that she's pregnant. Incredible low. Now, they all aren't that extreme, but you get the idea. As you emphasize and empathize, rather, with your students, the emotional roller coaster is set in motion. A fellow student ministry worker, whether it's your volunteer or someone that's even outside, has been on that ride as well. They know what it's like, so you want to connect with them. It's something like going to an amusement park. 
and riding the big scary roller coaster with a friend and cheering about it afterward. Man, that was scary. I know, but it was also so much fun. I know. It's that type of idea. We experience those highs and lows with our students. And when you do it by yourself, when you are the only person in your church, or you're the only person in your area, and you don't have somebody to connect with and to share those things with, it can be really hard. You see, it is important that we work as a team. So you need to work on pulling others into that team. You need volunteers with you. If you're the lead person and maybe you're a volunteer yourself, you need someone else. One of the great things is that over the years, my wife has served with me. She's helped as I've taken students on trips, as we've had events. She's been the small group leader for the girls, all these different things. And it's been an incredible thing to do together. I can't imagine what it would have been like without her serving there alongside of me. And some of you are in a similar situation. Your spouse is that other person, but pull others in. You don't want to get yourself too separated from the church body as a whole. Invite some others, and it can be all sorts of ages. I've had those that are 70 to those that are, you know, just barely out of youth group themselves helping as we work to serve and to impact the next generation for Jesus. Now, the next thing we want to look at is that connecting with other student ministry workers gives you a potential place of accountability. Now, let me tell you, you need other adults in your life. If you are working with students, you need somebody else to help hold you accountable. When you go it alone, there is a potential that Satan will use that independent spirit of ours to allow unwanted things to creep in. Having others that we share our lives with, that can be a powerful and important thing. Now, it can be someone who is on your team. You're working there, working with them, and you share with each other. But perhaps you don't feel like you can do that, but they can at least hold you accountable. Are you reading the Word? Are you living a life that is honoring to God? Are you walking in a manner that is worthy? Those are important things to do as we serve students, as we love on students. And then the last thing that I want to mention in this idea is that we were never meant to do life, and especially ministry, alone. You see, Jesus sent out workers into the fields for spiritual harvest in twos. Paul always had a missionary partner. Even the nature of the church urges togetherness in life and in ministry. You don't have to serve alone. Too often we try to do that. Too often we say, I can do this by myself. I've got all the skills and the talents. I went to a college. I went to seminary. I've got it together. But God didn't call us to do life alone. He called us to do those things in community. And as we love on students, as we care about students, that's what he wants. He wants us to do it together. So, the question becomes, how do we put together a team? How do we pick the right people? How do we pull them in and say, hey, let's make this difference together? Because there can be that attitude of, hey, we hired you. You are our hired gun. You go take care of the kids, and we don't want to mess with it. I mean, that it's just a reality of the situation. What we have to realize is that God has called us into ministry to equip the saints for the work of ministry. 
God has called us, especially those who have he's placed a call to pastoral ministry, to invest in others so that they can do the work of ministry. So as the leader, if you are a student pastor, your job is to pull others in and equip them to do that ministry. Then it's to equip your students to do ministry. You don't have to do it all by yourself. You shouldn't be doing it all by yourself. God has called us to equip others to minister. You know, it is a really cool thing when you watch someone who hasn't worked with students before. Maybe they've wanted to, but they've thought, I can't do that. That's something that is beyond me, so I just, I just won't. And you get them involved, and then all of a sudden you see them really connect with the student. You see them on a Sunday morning worship and as you see them talking outside and they're just sharing their lives and and maybe there's a huge gap in age you know not we're not talking about a parent to a child age we're talking like grandparent to a child age that's been an incredible thing to to watch and to see all the more emphasis that we do not need to do ministry alone we need a team So as you come into your ministry setting, if you have entered or perhaps you've just, you've been there a while and you realize, hey, nobody else is helping me. Where do we start? What do we do? How do we put together a team? Well, the first thing is that you pray. We must make prayer a priority in every aspect of life. We need to pray and ask God, all right, God, I cannot do this alone. You have provided this church with the people needed to do the work that you've called us to do. And so there's someone here within this body that is ready and who is ready to step into this sort of role. They may not know it themselves even. So you pray and you ask God for leadership on finding that person. Ask God to work in the heart of that person. Maybe it's more than just one person, but you want to pray. You need to be praying for that. That's where we start. We start with prayer. Next, you look to those that already have relationship with students. Perhaps they have children and their friends um, seem to just naturally connect with the, the parents. You know, there may be people in your church and they could be parents or they could be, they may be grandparents um, that would work really well in your student ministry. And so you look for those that maybe already have some relationships and you just want to build on that. And it can be a powerful thing to watch that and see those parents, those students come to life um, as, as that relationship happens. And then you want to look for some of those uh, non-tangible things. You know, it's important that, of course, their character is top notch. That's what we want to look for. We want to make sure that they are biblical, that they follow God's word as we're trying to put together our team. Uh, But we also want to see how they interact with students in general. Uh, They can't be just a parent. We don't want to put someone in there just because, well, we've got kids and we want to be in there all the time. That's not a good idea. What you want to do are find people that can walk that line between having a relationship and being fun and and being able to talk to students, but they can also be an authority figure. We have all known teachers who just really walk that line very well. You know, you'll do anything for them, but at the same time, you're, you also know, okay, I can relax with them. You want to be about uh, relationships. 
That's, that's an incredible and important thing to do. So as you put together your team, you, you know, you need to think about, is this a person that God wants? So we're praying about it. We're looking for those that maybe already have relationships. We're looking for those that are biblical, that, that know God's Word, that study God's Word. And we look for those that understand what it means to have a relationship or a friendship um, with a student. And they can work through that. Maybe they need training in some of these areas, uh, but we do need to be starting with prayer because we need to look for those things. There's just so much value in having a team instead of just walking it alone. That's been one of the great things through most of my ministry is that I've been in places and maybe it was a couple of parents that just kind of latched on. They said, hey, we'll help you do whatever. And they're going to be the ones there. They're going to cook or they're going to host or they're going to take care of a lot of those things that even if it's just a three person team can be a very important thing. The other thing to remember is that you need the accountability sake. Now, not just uh, the accountability, are you serving well? But uh, in this day and age, we need to make sure that we have other adults around, adults of the opposite sex, so that as we work with students, there aren't things that are said uh, that become problematic. We need that layer of protection. Not just for our students, but also for us as those that are working. And so a team can help in that. It can be a powerful thing. Let me just kind of wrap up with this idea. As we work with students, God wants us to, to give our all in that process. We just can't do that by ourselves. We need what others can bring to the table. We need their encouragement, their their words, um, we need to pour into somebody so that perhaps they can understand what it is to serve and to love and to, to impact that next generation for Jesus. So let me just encourage you, as, as you go forward this week, as you look ahead and think, okay, what do I need to do? How am I going to make a difference for the cause of Christ? Well, I'm going to put together a team because I can't do this on my own. And together... We're going to reach teenagers. We're going to reach students that are all around us. Why are we going to do that? Well, we do that because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.